please review employee benefits and company relief packages. Um, you know, the one thing I, I can say in regards to employee benefits, the one thing you need to keep in mind is that many of our health insurance plans uh, may only cover full-time employees. Um, and so that's one thing that you may want to check in with your health care insur uh, insur your agent. Because if you are starting to reduce all your employees to part-time um, um, or less, uh, they may, after a period of 30 days or 45 days, they may not be eligible anymore for health insurance. Um, so you want to make sure we look into that right away. Um, if these folks are uh, were covered um, um, and then they are being let go, that would be a COBRA event and they would be eligible for COBRA um, if that caused them to lose their health insurance. So another way for them to keep some of their benefits, even though they're not still employed. Um, so that that's um, one thing good to note on that. Um, I think there may be some questions coming in because um, I think the rest of the of these I've already answered. Um, so I don't know if uh, if Jamie, if you can forward those questions to me by on the screen or how we go through those. Sure, um, I'm on right now. I I can ask some. Have you can ask. You read them if you want to. You can do it however you want to do it. I'll do that. Um, I know I had a couple people come through asking, um, you did a great job covering the part-time and hourly employees. Can you review um, what, what to do with salaried employees, such as like, you know, your office managers, um, other dentists in there? Yeah, salaried employees are going to be, are, it gets a little more complicated. Uh, first, um, you know, you, you, they may have, an, if they don't have an employment agreement that says, you know how much you know that doesn't address this which they probably doesn't um, it, one thing from a wage and hour perspective if you have a salaried employee um, you know they're if they work any part of a day or in some cases any part of a week they're going to be entitled to their full pay okay so um, for example unless it's for personal reasons or it's for uh, the, uh, a, 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 a they're being uh, Discipline, which that won't apply here. Personal reasons won't apply here is really, to be honest with you, lack of work. Um, and when it comes to lack of work, it's different because it's a salary employee. You just can't say, hey, we're not, we're, you know, work for two hours. I'm only going to pay you, you know, 25% of your salary because you're only working 25% of the time. That gets very close to a violation under the wage and hour laws. Um, so what we've suggested is for, for, for that is if you want to do a cross, you, one, you can pay them the way you normally are Two, make them uh, have them take a full week off. And that would be, they can use their paid time off or sick time if they're eligible, or they don't get paid for that week because they're not working for the entire week. If a salary employer is employee doesn't work for the entire week, takes the full week off and doesn't have any, doesn't perform any work functions, then you cannot pay. Then it's okay to not pay them. Okay. Um, but you have to do it in, in compliance with their employment agreement as well. So that's why you're going to want to use all of their vacation time, sick time, paid time off that they may have at that point. What you don't want to do is, like I said, if they work, even if they work one day during the week, they're going to be entitled to pay for the, the full week. Okay. The other option is to uh, 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 meet with all your salary, meet with those salary employees and say, listen, we all know that we're not going to be working the hours we work. Um, and where everybody's going to take a 10%, 25%, 30% cut across the board, regardless of the amount of hours that we're working. Um, again, that makes it appear, if it ever gets questioned, 
that we're not treating these salaried exempt employees as hourly employees because we're not basing on the hours they worked. We're just doing a simple across the board reduction in pay for everybody because from a financial standpoint, it's the only way that the business will, will survive or be, remain viable as we move forward. Um, the other option is the, is the worst option and that is you may have to terminate. I, I, that's not any option none, any of us wanna do, but that's certainly the, the last option or the last resort. Thank you. Um, what about health insurance benefits for full-time employees who are laid off? Do they lose their office health insurance benefits? Is COBRA the only option? Um, you can, well, COBRA is the, is the most obvious option once they're laid off because it's going to be a, an event that, that qualifies for COBRA. Financially, that may not be the best solution for them unless they're getting unemployment, that sort of thing. Um, you can still pay their health insurance probably for a period of time, maybe 30, 45 days, but that's what you need to talk to your agent about, your, uh, health, who provides you, helps you with your health insurance as to what your policy says. If you are still paying or helping them with their health insurance, but they haven't worked for you in, say, six weeks, um, what may end up happening is you may end up being self-insured or self-insuring them for any illness or something that they have, and you don't want to go down that road. Um, but if you, you know, if you have them working maybe 10 hours a week, again, you need to check because they may no longer be full-time anymore, and if, the, and if one of the requirements to be carried on the policy is to be full-time employee, they're not. You just, uh, you just need to confirm how long can you carry that person on the policy before they lose their coverage. Normally, it's about a 30, some, I've seen at least 30. Sometimes you, you, they may be able to carry it on 60, but usually not much more than that. All right. Um, I'm just scrolling through some questions yeah. through the Zoom chat. Um, okay. You answered some of these already. Okay, there is a comment here um, with this, maybe you can give some direction with the small business loan options that are being provided. Um, do, do you know if they'll require business or personal collateral? Great question. Um, I don't know that. Uh, I don't believe they will because I think in fact, one of the parts I saw is that the, the payback provisions on the small, on the, since this is an emergency loan are fairly fluid. <laughs> um, I do know, uh, you know, for letter, like a line of credit, if you don't have a line of credit with the bank um, now and you try to go get one now, um, it's very likely that they're going to want a personal guarantee. Um, you know, typically they a lot of times will allow you to, to do those line of credits based upon AR um, or maybe the small business loans will do it based on accounts receivable that you have that are you know, less than about 90 days out. The problem is, is that everyone now knows why we're doing these things um, and understands that the, your AR may not be quite as robust as it was three weeks ago. Um, so I don't know the exact answer other than I have read for the Small Business Administration loans for emergency situations like this, the payback provision may not be as light, as locked in as that normally would um, and understands that there may be some defaults. That's all I, I that's other than that, I, I don't know. Is there anything specific um, they need to do with their payroll company to lay off employees versus terminating them? Um, they'd like to bring them back on with the same benefits when it's over. Uh, I would just, no, I don't think there's anything to do with your, your um, 
or a payroll company other than to advise them that, you know, so-and-so, you know, Joe Cohen is uh, no longer uh, actively employed with us. Uh, we laid him off um, and uh, until we bring him back and they should understand then that there is not going to be any pay coming, nothing like that's going to occur. But for with your own records or, or if they're helping with those, those records then should be maintained. So if you are bringing everybody back and you're bringing them back at the same seniority level with the same benefits, those type of things, um, you just want to make sure you keep track of that, I think, from your own documentation. Um, the, the one concern I would have is um, if you have employees that are going to be laid off that have paid time off that they've earned and accrued, um, I think you're going to have a hard time not paying them their vacation time that they've earned and accrued at the time of layoff. Um, I, 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 or, Cause it's deemed to be a termination in some respects. Um, that's why I would say in many cases before, if you are going to um, lay people off, maybe before you lay people off, make them use their pay time off first. If you don't want to, that's fine. Um, if everyone's on the same page, um, but that could be some of a risky thing to do if, uh, cause you're gonna have to pay it at some point. If you don't ever bring them back at some point, you're gonna have to write them a check for their earned and accrued vacation or pay time off that they never were able to use. and They weren't paid for that's by law. If they do lay off, do they have to pay the 10 weeks at two thirds for the employees with kids at home or do they just collect unemployment? Uh, that's a, a very good question. If you are closing your business down um, or you have let, well, there's just no work coming in um, and you can lay people off and including those on FMLA. That's a very, that, that, that's the one thing that caused me a little heartache or heartburn because if you're going to start doing that, I would want to uh, try to do that for more than just those that are on FMLA leave taking care of their kids because it looks like you're retaliating against those individuals who are at home getting the FMLA benefit. So in other words, if you have three staff members, uh, one of them is taking care of kids at home and getting paid FMLA, uh, one is not, um, I would uh, if you're going to let go of two of the three, let go, and one of them was going to be the you know, one with FMLA, I would also let go of the one that isn't FMLA as well. So at least it makes it look like you're treating everybody the same, if that makes sense. And you're not just focusing on those who are receiving the FMLA benefit. Should em employees stop simple IRA or 401k elective deferrals? And if they do not, is the employer still required to make the match? Um, that's an excellent question. It's a little bit out of my area because it's more of an employee benefit question. So I don't want to speculate, but if they are still receiving pay um, from you, then everything remains the same. So if they're out with their kids getting FMLA, um, you know, or they're working 10 hours a week because we're trying to keep people getting, still keeping people getting a paycheck. Um, I think all those things are going to all occur still. That would be my initial thought, but again, that's a little bit out of my, my area. So I apologize. And I know I, I want to be respectful of your time too. Are you doing good on time, Joe? Yeah, I can go for a little bit longer. All right. Um, is there any special provisions in the final sign bill that allows a business with 50 or fewer employees to apply for exemption through the Department of Labor? Yeah, there, there, is, there is language in there that says that if you um, have 50, less than 50 employees and by following the, this new amendment regarding paying 
the uh, employee to stay home with their kids, that that would cause you to be uh, not viable, meaning it would put you out of business, um, that there will be regulations coming from the Department of Labor to address that. That's all we've been told. So yes, there are, um, there is language to, that uh, seems to identify that as a potential problem. Um, and so, but the problem is <laughs> that they haven't given us any guidance on that yet. So if you were, you know, you have 10 employees and five of them or all of them have kids that are elementary age or whatnot that are all staying home, um, you know, you just can't afford to do it because you have not enough money coming in. I, there are going to be some hoops that you could jump through so you can be exempt from that requirement. We just don't know what those hoops are. But there is going to be that possibility or that exception. Um, just like there's going to be documentation that people are going to be required to fill out, none of that's been produced yet. Um, there's supposed to be a notice that's supposed to be placed in the workplace. That hasn't been provided yet that the government's going to give to everybody. None of those things are there yet. Our hope is that's one of the reasons why there, the, there was that 15-day period uh, before it was going to be in effect after it was enacted. And that 15 days is going to be used to prepare these regulations, to prepare these notices um, and documentation uh, that will be uh, uh, needed to be completed by the employee and or employer as necessary. All right, I will ask just a couple more questions. Um, okay. And I also want to remind listeners that um, this has been recorded and we'll try to make it available. Also, um, I know ADA and IDA have formed some resources that are very helpful that people can refer back to. And I have those links also at our website. Um, here's a question. If an employee works 20 hours a week, are they eligible for 40 hours of sick leave or the hour, 80 hours is only for full-time employees? That's a great question. And I apologize for not hitting that the first time. It's 80 hours of paid sick leave is for full-time employees. So if you work, if you're a part-time employee and you work 50% of the time, then you only get 50% of that paid time off. So that would be 40 hours. All right. And I apologize if I didn't get through um, all the questions. Um, here's last one. For owners who are able to pay for themselves, can they use disability insurance during this time? Um, no, I don't think disability insurance would apply. Um, however, if the, if the owner uses their wages or their salary as part of the uh, formula for payroll taxes, um, when they, or for unemployment taxes, I should say, when they submit those numbers, if their salary, their wages are included, then they can actually apply for unemployment. Um, if I exclude my wages or I exclude what I make as the owner, uh, so my rate's not as high, then I cannot apply for unemployment. So that's one thing that, to, to keep in mind. Um, I suppose it could be possible you could get, um, uh, maybe there, if you're sick, you could, maybe you'll get some short-term disability pay, I suppose. Um, if you're not, since you may not qualify for anything else, um, that's a possibility, but that would only be if you're sick um, or um, as opposed to, I have to close down because of uh, lack of work, if you will, or not enough patients are coming in. All right, um, I think I'll go ahead and close. Um, and you can clarify this. Um, employees, we are that that do file for employment. That's all online, correct? And we we are kind of encouraging them to, if they are closing down their office, if, if the employers are eligible 
to go ahead and file as soon as possible, right? Yeah, that, that I believe it can be all done um, elect or digitally or online. I believe that would be my, I, I would be shocked if it wasn't, but I do believe that is the case. One thing to keep in mind for your uh, staff members who you may have to let go that have medical training, um, you know, talk, have them talk to the hospitals, have them talk to um, retirement homes, because a lot of those places, especially like the retirement homes, like a, for, for like a Byron Health Center, I mean, I just got off the phone with them yesterday. They, are, they need more people to work uh, because their business doesn't end. Um, in fact, it's, it's getting busier. Um, the hospitals need more staffing. Um, there are employers, especially in the food industry, who are gonna be required to take temperatures of every employee that comes in, even though, you know, to make sure that they aren't having any symptoms. Um, they are looking for people to work to do those things. And for those who have medical or dental backgrounds who are, um, that can, they can do, you guys could do those types of jobs. Uh, your, your hygienist could potentially be um, capable of doing that um, and, and encourage them to maybe reach out to some of those other places um, and they could, uh, to, to assist and to be, to be paid. All right, thank you so very much. You have um, answered lots of questions. We appreciate your availability. Um, I thank everyone here for doing this um, and joining on. Um, if we have any other questions, feel free to send them via email to me, jlock at ikdds, and I'll try to cross-reference that with some of the information that already has been provided. Um, and thank you, Joe. We just really appreciate your time. You have no problem, anytime.